broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. And here we go with, well, night two of our interview with Cam Speedy. Joined by phone, I have Cam Speedy. And Cam, we're here to talk about the Central North Island Seeker Foundation. How are you, Cam? Good, mate. Good. Now, we just we had a few computer dramas, so this is take two of this interview. But Cam, first of all, what is the Central North Island Seeker Foundation? Well, the foundation has spawned out of the Seeker Show, uh, which has been around for 22 years. Um, and a large number of people have been associated with that over the years with a desire to see the seeker herd recognised with some sort of legal status as a resource, a hunting resource, not a not a pest, not a noxious animal, not a wild animal, but an actual legitimate valued hunting resource. And the Game Animal Council legislation that was passed in November 2013 provides such an opportunity if we can get seeker as a herd of special interest. So that's the focus for the foundation. It's been set up to work with DOC and with the Game Animal Council to try and get that outcome over the line. So what does that mean for Seeker? So say you do get this over the line or you do get them recognised as a herd of significance. What does that mean for the animal? I guess herds of special interest can be designated on public conservation land for discrete areas for specific species so what it would do is give seeker legal recognition uh, not as anything other than a hunting resource so um, we would still have to meet some environmental outcomes and conservation outcomes that's part of the act but it's not a bad thing because the habitat upon which um, those seeker live is the foundation upon which the herd is based so um, healthy bush healthy deer healthy hunting it's uh, it's all part of that balance. Now, just quickly, how, how is the, this foundation going to be funded, or how is it funded? Um, so far, it's been um, funded with some of the profits from the Seeker Show. Um, Mark Bridgman is um, a big part of what's going on, uh, and he's been able, through Hunters and Habitats and the Seeker Show, to provide a little bit of seed funding, but mostly it's just from volunteer input from a, a number of people. Um, going forward, we're not sure how it will work, um, but there's a, uh, a few models floating around that we may or may not explore. Mm. It's up to the foundation to decide how that might work. Um, what's happened so far is it's just been a steering committee, so... The foundation is an incorporated society, but in the new year there will be a general election uh, or general meeting and officers, the president, secretary, treasurer and a committee will be uh, put together and it will be up to them to work through some of those issues. So give me a timeline. So you obviously you've got now you've set up your incorporated society. Next year you've got your general elections and a bit more of a formalisation, I suppose, of what you're doing. What is it going forward from that? Is it, a, is it about herd management? Is it about uh, getting people from overseas? What is it? 
initially it's it's about um, working with Doc and the Game Animal Council to put a management plan together for how Seeker might be managed. And um, we're very aware that um, Seeker hunters are many and varied. Some just want to hunt some meat, some want a trophy, some want a mix of both. And many probably don't want any restrictions on harvest or uh, access or anything like that. We fully appreciate that. But for Seeker, it's, um, there's plenty of them. Uh, in fact, sometimes there's overabundance and that causes a bit of stress on the habitat. Um, but uh, it's a large lump of land out there in the common or car workers. Uh, there's lots of opportunity for a range of scenarios and, and some of those um, will um, be explored in the next 12 months with the Department and the Game Animal Council to see what's possible. Now, I, I hear or feel echoes of the Wapiti Foundation down in the South Island there. Are you trying to emulate what they're doing or is it is it, a, is it something different? Yes, sort of. Um, the... The fact that we've chosen the term Central North Island Seeker Foundation is no mistake. The Wapiti Foundation is the model that's been put up by the Game Animal Council of hunters managing hunting for hunters within some sort of environmental or conservation limits set by the department. And they're doing a really tremendous job. of, um, And hunters understand that and respect that. And the foundation down in Fjordland has got a lot of respect. So... Um, We've tried to leverage off that success. The difference, I guess, is that Wapiti Foundation has a hugely valuable herd in terms of its commodity value from venison and stuff. So um, keeping the herd numbers down and the culling program to keep the red deer influence on the Wapiti uh, generates uh, enough income to to pay for a lot of that management. Seeker might be a little bit different. Um, Seeker are not worth a lot of money uh, and... So there is uh, less revenue from commodities, but there's also a vast number of hunters that fly into the hills to hunt seekers. So um, it is a very valuable resource in terms of its economic value in other ways. Um, not, not to say that the fuel and whopping herd isn't valuable from a recreational or social perspective. There's a lot of people spend a lot of money getting in there too, but they have the benefit of... Um, having that commodity value of those animals, which can offset some of the management costs, which we don't for Seeker. Well, one thing that I see the Wapiti Foundation doing very well is that they've they've done a lot of research or obtained a lot of research, and I'd like to, I'm sure Rory's going to get in touch with me and tell me which way around it is, around the economic benefits of hunting in the region. Now, we know, you and I, Cam, sit here and know that there's a huge benefit of hunting, uh, that hunting brings particularly to the central north island taupo through to uh, oakuni through to mangakino or, or and and beyond but oh, without a doubt yeah um, but, yes. but what does that look like and is there really a study that shows that um there's no specific study but it's one thing that hunters and habitats has been trying to achieve in the last few years is to work out what seeker are worth to the central north island economy Destination Great Lake Topol know uh, just how big the Seeker Show is in terms of an event for Topol. It's one of the biggest weekends on the events calendar in terms of what it generates in the town um, through restaurants and accommodation and, uh, and other support sort of infrastructure. Uh, if you extend that out to uh, Seeker more generally, and particularly the raw, 
Um, I think Topol just heaves for seeker hunters right through April. They're buying groceries at Pack and Save. They're filling their trucks up with diesel. They're swinging by hunting and fishing to get last minute. <laughs> They're buying helicopters and fixed-wing planes and flying into the hills in, in very large numbers. If you did the sums on Seeker, I'm sure it would be worth many, many tens of millions of dollars to the local economy. And what this is about is about ensuring that that Seeker resource up there um, is recognised for its social, cultural, economic values. Yes, it has some effects on the forest up there, and, and we're aware of that. The Seeker shows put some sort of understanding around that over the years with jaw sizes and um, ages and quality of animals and the like. Um, but there, there must be a way forward that we can um, put all that together for win-win outcomes for people, for the economy, for people's enjoyment of the bush um, and and for the hills themselves. Oh, and, and look, Cam, the other thing is those support people that come with them. You know, we get a lot of great male and female hunters coming to Topor and the wider region, specifically to hunt seeker. And they don't come necessarily alone. You know, husband or wife stays in town and does their thing. The, the overall benefit has to be shown. And I think when that happens, there's going to be some real recognition. We're seeing a little bit with DGLT now putting hunting on their website. And isn't it great to see that the tourist outfits are saying, no longer do we want this behind closed doors with three secret knocks. You know, it's a... It has to be something we're proud of. Oh, absolutely. New Zealand is a nation of hunter-gatherers, and um, it, it's crazy not to celebrate that uh, in all its, uh, its spin-offs and benefits. It's interesting you talk about women in hunting. It's probably um, one of the biggest changes I've seen in the last 10 years is just the number of women hunting. It, it, it's, um, it's great to see. And um, it, it just shows just how deeply ingrained hunting and particularly seeker is one of our iconic species uh, is in New Zealand hunting fishing culture. Now, just going forward, say we get this the central we. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to laugh. All of a sudden, it's we. But say say you and your group of people get the Central North Island Seeker Foundation up and running and doing what it needs to. What does that look like for you, Cam? What does that look like for me? I, I guess it's been a dream of mine for many years that um, we'll, we'll see seeker flourishing. Um, healthy animals living in healthy habitat that people are able to go and enjoy and bring home and be proud to put on their table or proud to hang on the, on their wall. Um, it doesn't just happen. Um, uh, it, it actually takes active management. There are places where um, seeker are skinny and struggling and the bush is munted and, and We've got a model from the Kawikas, um, with all the work that people like Dan Harris and Eddie Takaika have done over two decades now. There's a really interesting article on the latest New Zealand Hunter that Dan's written about the fact that the aerial culling is being suspended uh, because they've achieved their outcome. Mm. Um, the hind culling program, it's like been hinds only since 2009. Um, they've got the numbers down to where uh, the bush is regenerating and recreational hunters with access through helicopters and huts and, and track networks are able to keep them at that level. It's a perfect scenario. So that's a, uh, a model that maybe is worth replicating across a, a bit wider. There are definitely still some places in the Kaimanawas that have um, too much deer impact. And that doesn't necessarily mean 
there, there's too many deer uh, per se. Like you'll go there and you'll be kicking them out of the road, as we talked about in our last interview. Um, you know, deer deer get skinny and forest gets hammered, and it's not necessarily how many deer they're there. It's the uh, numbers relative to the condition of the habitat, and you see that from looking at the condition of the hinds and their reproductive success. And surely it's also about funding some of that great research on on the herd. Yeah, well, um, the Seeker Show has been a great contributor to a lot of research on the herd. We know a lot about Seeker, um, but it's an ongoing cost. Um, yeah, my my um, radio tracking study was a fairly expensive study. Um, I shouldered a lot of that through my business, but um, yeah, I also got generous sponsorship from places like the Seeker Show and other commercial sponsors. So um, it does cost money, and um, it is worth collecting. How we raise that money, I guess um, it's it's up for the foundation and its committee to work through those issues and and work out how that happens. Cam, you've already got a website up and running. If people want to find out more about the Central North Island Seeker Foundation, what's the website address? Okay, so there's um, a website, www.seekerfoundation.co.nz. There's also a Facebook page. Um, just log on Facebook and, and type in Seeker Foundation. It should come up. There's also an email contact, info at seekerfoundation.co.nz. If people have got ideas that they want to share with us, we fully understand that um, people have many different aspirations around hunting. It's not our intention to get in anybody's way. It's a way of trying to get some formal recognition for Seeker and ensuring that they legally have some status uh, for the future. And going forward with DOC and the Game Animal Council, we've got that opportunity and we'd love to explore that and see where it takes us. Now, Cam, something you're very passionate about, which is education, is something I'm very passionate about. And I would like to see more education around herd management. And obviously, if there's a Central North Island Seeker Foundation that's funded and wants to fund education, would that be something that you would look into? Oh, absolutely. It's one of the four objectives which sits under the vision um, to increase the understanding by recreational hunters of the seeker herd. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, plenty of work to do in that respect. Um, we know a lot about the herd and, and we need to share that a lot more with people. I know Dan Harris is uh, starting to do that with a lot of the information he's gleaned from his Carweek study. Um, I've, I've always tried to do that through my articles in the hunting magazines and uh, through my talks to clubs and stuff like that. Uh, it's something we need to do a lot more of and it's something that the foundation is, is likely to, to foster um, through uh, things like the Seeker Show and, and the website and the Facebook page. And the hunting show, Ken. Come on. And a hunting show. It's great to have someone like you on board, Stephen. We thank you very much. Oh, look, mate, look, I'm going to be following this very, very closely. In fact, I suspect you're going to see my blonde little self at your AGM or at the meeting that you have planned for early next year because I, I'm passionate about this and I want to see it go forward and I really do want to see it succeed quite genuinely and I thank you and all the people involved to date for getting it this far, you've done a fantastic job Yeah it's very much a team effort, there's a lot of people involved, uh, a lot of different organisations but we all share a common vision and that is healthy seeker who's thriving in our high country and valued by people And 
ultimately better herds better hunting our sport and our craft is better off for the experience again thank you cam thank you for coming on the show not once but twice in one week and uh, i look forward to catching up maybe let's try and catch up just before you have that next or not next but that big meeting where you're looking at uh, deciding on the board good on you mate thanks a lot cheers Podcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.